Can you imagine living with your family, a couple small children, your spouse, and a hurricane has just completely devastated the island you live on? Yes, you live on an island and virtually everyone around you has lost virtually everything. But yet somehow you manage to maintain your online business without electricity for months. That's the story you're getting ready to hear today on Silent Sales Machine Radio. This is your host, Jim, and I just finished an interview with a guy named Bernardo. He's from our community. He's His wife, Flaudia, and their two young children live in Puerto Rico. And if you remember, less than a year ago, as we're doing this interview today, the island of Puerto Rico was hit by a devastating hurricane. And for months, still to this day, some people don't have full utilities back. But for several months, Bernardo and his wife, Flaudia, they didn't have any electricity. Even finding water was difficult. Clean drinking water, water to do the dishes, to be able to flush the toilets. I mean, those were the day-to-day struggles that they had. Yet, they were coaching students in our coaching program. Yes, they do this business together. And yes, they continued to have an income because of this business. It's an incredible story. There's a really crazy struggle, and, and I could relate. My family's been through quite a struggle this last year as well. Nothing nearly as frightening. You know, there was only a short period of time for my family and I where we actually had some fear for our safety. This family went through that for months. That was their daily reality. And they kept it all together and they built an incredible business. Like I said, Bernardo is in our coaching program, jimcockrumcoaching.com, if you want some information about that. And here's a cool thing too about this podcast episode that you're about to hear today is I didn't tell Bernardo when I started recording. You see, typically when I'll record a guest, we'll chat for a few minutes and then I'll say, hey, okay, you ready? And then we'll hit the record button. Well, I never did that this time. I was just chatting to this guy. We're having a fascinating conversation. I thought to myself, I might as well start recording this. And I got Bernardo's permission later. You'll actually hear him talk to me about it when I said, hey, do you know we've been recording for a while? And he said, I wasn't sure. I thought maybe, but he didn't know. So this is all done with his permission. But it was just him talking, telling his story. And I was just asking some questions, but I think you'll be fascinated. The thing that stood out to me here was, here's a dad. He's able to leave a job that he had to commute for 90 minutes, two times a day, an hour and a half of his day, one way, an hour and a half of his day coming home. And he was exhausted. He couldn't be there for his family. So he's so grateful. And then he was able to provide this kind of opportunity for his spouse as well, because they do the business together and they're doing really well. They're going to share their numbers with you today, but it's this simple. They started off doing some retail arbitrage you know, buying stuff off retail store shelves and flipping it online. And then they moved into our coaching program. They started doing some wholesale. You're going to hear him talk about that. And what's going to stand out to you as well is, man, this isn't a complicated thing. And you know what? It's not complicated. The complexities of what they faced as a family and overcoming those challenges was infinitely more of a challenge than running a successful, profitable business using the strategies that we teach around here. And I hope that shines out in this interview today. So what we're going to do here in just a moment is we're just going to flash right over into kind of the middle of a conversation. You'll hear Bernardo, he'll start talking about the light bulb moment that he had and how he started finding hundreds of great wholesale products rather quickly once he jumped into what we were teaching him. So enjoy today's episode. Let's go meet Bernardo. And like a light bulb went off and I'm a martial arts instructor also. So 
I got into that niche and I opened a wholesale account and I found like a hundred SKUs that I could sell and the, it had less than three FBA people selling it. So low competition, high opportunity, so, man. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Teresa is the one that put together our proven wholesale sourcing.com course. So she's like our on staff wholesale guru. So you got a, you got a great coach if you were interested in wholesale for sure, man. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. And that course is very complete. I haven't been able to complete it because there's so many strategies, but that's awesome. Yeah. You're rocking it without even, but yeah. you just need one. That's and beautiful. And yeah. You, you just need one. And that's the way I got more stable in my business. I also got on gated on groceries and I could find more stable replants. I went through Barrington McIntosh coffee uh, program and there's a lot of local coffee that, that I started selling and and I also did my own private label with a partner from Colombia. I've been doing a, a, a bunch of things and basically most of them have been through through all the pack trainings that we had. Yeah. So the, you went through uh, Barrington's Coffee Masterclass. That's part of the Proven Amazon course, right? It's one of the modules in there. So you went yeah. through that. Is, how's the coffee going? The coffee is is like the coffee and the wholesale is, is like right now I, I changed my total um, business. Like I was doing RA. I was I was I would go to Walmart like at twelve or one a.m. Which um, <laughs> <laughs> that that was the time that I could take my kids that are sleeping, and and I was all the time looking for something. But once I got into wholesale and I could take that easy, and I took take that side easier, and my wife likes to still do it, so she still does it. Sure, but but the coffee and the wholesale has become the bulk of your business at this point, it sounds like. Exactly. That's like the stability for the business. That's great. So so what percentage is your wholesale and coffee sales compared to your retail arbitrage? Like what, what are the numbers there? I was looking at the numbers like uh, just now, just because I knew you were going to ask that. And I didn't, like I would say 60, 70% is uh, coffee and, and wholesale. And before it was like 80% RA. Share as, as many numbers as you can. Yeah, I'm with uh, you. So it's kind of flipped now. You're 80%, almost, you're probably close to it. 60, 70% wholesale and coffee. That's cool. So lately um, on the Amazon side, I've been doing like uh, consistently like between 15,000 and 16,000 um, revenue after the hurricane. Yeah, because when the hurricane uh, came, uh, we had a couple of months that um, I don't know if you you're aware, but um, we didn't have any internet. We didn't have any cell phones. I actually, after two months, that I I invested in a generator for my family. They could have some light. I went to Miami to to try to work on and and stabilize something in the business because I I didn't have access to the internet. And that's weird because when. Uh, you say uh, we have a, an internet business and you think that it's unstoppable, but then a situation like this comes and and you're not even able to see if you're making sales or like all the te- telecommunications were down, like water, you couldn't, like, it was like the first time that I, I was afraid I couldn't find water in the market because there was nowhere to find water and we are surrounded by water, but drinking water was not available. Right, right. That had to be like, how long and how scary was that? Like, did, are we talking days, weeks? I mean, um, for me, there's still people without uh, electricity. 
but I've heard that's what I've heard. That's the minor part is uh, burying in the mountains and stuff. But for me, I was one of the I would say the lucky ones, and and it took like two months to get water and like two and a half to get the electricity back. Wow. So did you go that long without internet access as well? I mean, I'm assuming you guys are healthy and safe because we've talked and like your kids are out with your wife right now. (laughs) Like you guys are safe at this point. So you didn't have reliable water or electricity. No, it was, it it was like a, like a scene in a movie, like, like of the apocalypse or something. I would go down and, and look for any, any stream that I could get water. So, so that we could, uh, wow. Like the toilets, you can just, Something simple like that. Uh, if you don't put water in the toilets, starts springing. Yeah, out of, they don't work. Yeah. Um, so you have to find that, and then I would go to different supermarkets, and the the lines were like incredible. Uh, and and you could be doing two hour lines, and you and then you got in, and there there was no water left, and and it was crazy. Like gasoline, that was like another thing that was big. Um, uh, I, I did, I woke up like at 4 a.m. to make the line and, and I, uh, finally got to put gasoline like at 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Wow. It was a 12 hours out of your day just to get some gasoline. Yeah. It's crazy. It was like a crazy times. And some, some people like they would do those lines and then <laughs> they would, the, the, the gasoline got closed because it got, they ran out. It ran out. Right. So that, that was, that was even crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, because this is an Amazon podcast instead of a, a survivalist <laughs> show. I mean, this, I feel like I'm recording a survivalist tips episode. Like, Hey, you know, if you're ever devastated by a hurricane, here's the tips, <laughs> uh, we could go, but you guys made it through. I mean, this is all stuff that happened. I mean, not quite a year ago. We're talking, you know, we're coming up with eight months or so ago, nine months. And so life is back to stable now for the most yeah. part for you guys. I mean, I understand there's still some, some things and the island's still going through some difficulties, but talk me through what the business side of this felt like. What did it feel like for you as a father? Like I got to provide, is the money still going to come? I can't access my account. I mean, how long were you without internet during this whole process? Well, the thing is that uh, all, the, all the internet here actually doesn't work unless you got electricity. And after we got electricity to our area, it took like three or four months to get internet. So what I got was a Sprint uh, mobile internet so that I could defend myself, you know? So it was like I was using the cell phone signal and just to to try to buy things. At least I I actually talked with Teresa, it's like, Thankfully, I had some wholesale accounts because I could do just buy the stuff and send it. And I know that it's selling and I could get some money, money back. So with a Sprint cell phone as your only business tool, <laughs> you were you were still running your Amazon business, man. That's incredible. That was a cool thing. Like all the Walmarts, all the stores that I used to do RA were closed. You couldn't find anything and, and much less to sell. They weren't doing any clearance or. Wow. So I got kind of stuck. And luckily I had those wholesale accounts that I could bring in like 2000 that I was in better shape than other people that couldn't go to their jobs because all the jobs were closed. The only thing, the only jobs that were running were f- some foods that could buy some generators and, 
and generator businesses. So those were the only ones that were making money at that time. Wow. Well, this is just an incredible story, man. I feel like you need to record and write this story down and more time than I have to, to give it today, uh, just so you can document how incredible this is. And, and sometimes I find myself, you know, this is a podcast for people building businesses using the internet creatively, but inevitably us as business builders, real life injects itself into our scenario and it becomes, how do you manage all the struggles of life and all the challenges and still build a great business? And this is one of the most compelling, powerful stories I've heard in a long time. Like you, you persisted through I mean, you very easily could have said, you know what, I got to get my family off this island. I don't care about the business. I, I, we're, we're out of here. And you just forgot the whole thing. But you managed to protect your family, provide for your family, keep your business growing. And I hope this isn't asking for too much information, but what did it feel like it, the numbers wise, like as you started seeing them, did you take a pretty good dip? during these six to eight months where you had limited access to the internet or did things kind of continue and go well? And from your vantage point, from a sheer number vantage point. No, it, it took a, a pretty good dip. We can, yeah, I remember like when I finally got the internet, <laughs> it was, the numbers were really sad. So I had to start right. um, working back. Another cool thing was the uh, merch. Uh, I had opened last year a merch account and and those were selling too. So I had something else going on there in March. Well, let me see uh, if I can go back to that time. And Yeah. So while you're looking that up, um, the proven merch course is what you're talking about, which is free exactly. for listeners. Uh, if you go to provenmerchcourse.com, type in Chris with uppercase C, Chris Green's the guy who did the course with us. You get the course for free. So you jumped in and, uh, but you were doing some merch t-shirts as well. So that helped out with the income. Well, let me, let me ask you this, like how well does a dollar do in Puerto Rico, the U S dollar? Cause you get paid in U S dollars from Amazon, correct? Correct. Yes. So what's the conversion rate? No, we don't have uh that's uh, one of the interesting things that we, our, our money is U S dollar. We deal. Oh, that's right. You guys are using U S currency. Well, it's a U.S. territory. Yeah. U S territory where U S citizens we right. use the dollar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that completely escaped me for some reason. <laughs> I knew this. I should have known that. No, it's okay. Awesome. It's, it's... So there's no conversion rate, but but I am curious. Like I know if you take a U.S. dollar to Hawaii, even it doesn't go as far as if you used it in say where I live, Indianapolis. Right. The cost of living is significantly higher. So what's the cost of living in Puerto Rico? Oh yeah, it's one of the the salaries are not up to par to the states, and the cost of living, let's say, in a city like San Juan, which is the capital. It would be like one of the, it would be in the top five, top 10, um, most expensive. Cause for example, um, like cars, we have to import cars and we have to pay, uh, taxes on those cars. So, so a car would cost you, uh, usually 10,000 more than in the States. Wow. Okay. So just the, everything has to be shipped and that adds to the expense of it. Yeah. That, that's one of the, the issues that. I don't like to talk about politics, but that's one of the issues that we have, um, that everything has to go first to the U.S. and then we import them from the U.S. We can't, we don't have, right. uh, we have the Jones Act that we, uh, we cannot have uh, free commerce with anybody else. We have to, everything goes to really? the U.S. and then. Oh, that's terrible. I, I, there should be, I, I'm all for free markets, man. Yeah. 
I think that, you know, just let the free markets roll. That solves so many problems, not to drift too political, like you said, but man, yeah, I'm a pro free market guy for sure. And that's one of the biggest issues. That's why we have uh, the big debt that we have, uh, because we have to take, we have to buy everything. Like, for example, we have a lot of pharmaceutical companies that that's where I used to work before and everything is made here. But then if you want to buy those same medicines, you they got to ship them over there. They don't stay here. And then you got to buy and pay for those shipment over there and ship them back over here. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I can see where that adds a lot of expense. And my instinct was that the the price of living wouldn't be all that bad. But then I started like kind of like Hawaii, you know, or even Alaska. There's a lot of stuff that's just not there until somebody ships it there. That adds a lot of extra expense to everything. So it's pretty incredible. Um, you don't have to dig too deep on your numbers. I was just curious, but it, it sounded to me like you said earlier, fifteen, sixteen thousand a month was kind of your average, and that that took a pretty good dip during this time. Yeah, I think it it went to almost like six thousand at that time a month, and that's right. revenue, so the profit might be like two thousand dollars. Right. So you're running around thirty, forty percent margin, something like that. Thirty percent sounds like. Yeah, because the wholesale is like uh, between I would say twenty five and sixty, and the retail we, you know, you can find five hundred and and big numbers like that. So, but usually the most consistent is the wholesale. So, I would say like f- between forty, forty five, fifty. Gotcha. I gotcha. So your numbers have bounced back now, though. You feel like you're back on just some stable ground at this point with your business? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and we have found so many much more opportunities. Like like in this business, that's the cool thing, that every time you find a new product, you, you get a raise. Like you start looking at more opportunities, you find more products. It's easier for you to find them. Your procedures get easier also, so... You get, you feel like you're improving all the time. That's awesome. Tell me a little bit about your family, your kids, how this all meshes together. You've got a couple of young kids, a couple of boys, you told me. Fill me in on them a little bit and how, how this integrates into business. I would say that's uh, the toughest part. Like the whole family is right here because after like a year or so, I, I brought my wife to work with me also. So she didn't have to travel and she wasn't getting paid very well. So I said, Let's remove this a lot of the stress from you, but then you have to deal with your time and, and space here in the house, and and that's another thing you have to get used to and and put like structures, and it's not so hard. So that's like the hardest things to to manage right now. Is this this just the space in the house and having kids and everything's kind of all in the same space, right? I need to work on something and, and you have the kids running around and the wife calling <laughs> you for something. It's kind of... I yeah. understand, totally. But it beats it beats going to to traffic. Yes, and, and, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, my office is right by our front door, so it's frequently that uh, I'll be on a sales call talking big deals, big numbers and all this, and our dogs will just start going nuts because there's something being delivered, right? And the kids come screaming down the hallway and grabbing the dogs and busting in my office. And I mean, but, you know, I look at the alternative. I love this season. It's just a season. You know, put yourself five years down the road. You're in a completely different season. Your kids are maybe even starting to help you in the business. And, you know, so this is just a season. You, you've got to endure it, but enjoy it, man, too. I know you do, but just enjoy it. And what a family adventure you guys went through, man. 
No, I, I like you say it doesn't. It, it never gets old. Like like every day, right. you're, you're like grateful for for this opportunity. Yes. For me, uh, like some people love their job. I like what I did in my job, but I didn't like the way that you have to go there and the way uh, all those bureaucracies that happen. And, and you have even if you go out at at eleven the day before, you have to be back there at eight a.m. Like. It's crazy. Like you don't have time for, for your life. So. And what was it, what was your commute like? Like how long did it take you to get to work and back home? And what was your routine before you started working online? Usually it had to take like at least an hour or an hour and a half each way. So once I got into the pharmaceutical or, or, or into the company that I was working at the time, you're already tired. So you're, you're trying to work, uh, go back. And that that's what, that was one of the things that got me into this. Like when my, my family get after I go through the whole days, the last pieces, like, like I don't have any energy. Yeah, you're exhausted. We're exhausted. Yeah. Discussions, like you don't have that patience. So, so this gives you a lot of energy and a lot of space to work. So I'm really grateful that we can find something like this. That's beautiful. Hey, I didn't tell you this. I hope you're cool with this. Bernardo, but I hit the record button about 20 minutes ago. So this has kind of been the podcast episode. Are you, are you okay with that? Oh yeah, no, no problem. I, I kind of figured because <laughs> you, were, you were, I was like uh, in 15 minutes and, and we were talking and I was waiting for you to press. So I guess well, the guy you just, tricked me. You were, <laughs> you were talking, you were talking from your heart, man. And I'm like, gosh, I don't want to make the guy try to repeat all this. Let's just get to know each other and do a podcast. So I'm glad you gave me permission. Otherwise I would erase and start over, but You've shared some brilliant stuff with us, man, and, and I just wanted to capture it. So I've never actually done that to a guest before, but I just kind of thought, I, hey, I'll do, worst case scenario, I'll just delete it and we'll start over. But thanks for playing along, man. I appreciate that. It's cool. No, it's great. That's awesome, dude. So what you know now that you know for officially this is a podcast that's being recorded. You know what would you say to someone who is maybe in a circumstance they don't like? And they're considering getting into building a business online. Maybe it's a good friend of yours, maybe from your youth or something. He just calls you up to say, hey, man, I hear you're doing some cool stuff with the internet. Give that person some specific advice, if you will. Like, what would you say to that person? Um, if he were in the same position I was, like, um, like, I was in a position like I didn't want to be at that place anymore. Like, I would say, uh, just go for it. I wouldn't say that to everybody because there are certain people that, that could not deal with it at the moment. Like it's not so easy, but I had to think about it for a couple of months, but I knew I had to do it now. So I would say jump jump to it, but have a plan of what you're gonna focus, all that energy that you're doing in your job, in your work, focus it and, and be relentless to get some traction on something. Cause you're gonna have a lot of time and, and you gotta make it count. That's great advice. And the other thing is, don't be afraid because uh, what you did before, you can do it afterwards. Like for me, sometimes I even get a lot of, I, I'm always constantly people asking me to do engineering jobs and I put my own like conditions. Like if I'm going to do something, I got to work from home. I don't have to be at, at a place. And things that I thought were impossible, right now I've been doing in between times. That's another like, uh, source of income. Like sometimes I do little projects that I can manage by myself and I'm getting paid double of what I was getting paid before. So it's not 
it's not as bad as you think it's going to be when you quit and you don't have nothing. Yeah, that's cool. So you've got the multiple income streams going. So you're still, you're like a consultant. Exactly. To the industry you used to serve while you're building this internet business. That's beautiful, man. I love it. So yeah, just just have at least uh, one plan by the pack course or something that there's a lot of plans in there. You can follow something and, and make it work. And as soon as you get something working, uh, you just got to do more of it. Yeah, it's beautiful. There, yeah, we've built the Proven Amazon course. You mentioned the pack, the Proven Amazon course in such a way that there's multiple strategies in there that you can use to get going. And, you know, from my vantage point, I know I'm a little biased, but if a guy in Puerto Rico that got wiped out by a hurricane can survive that and provide for his family with these concepts, man, that's that's a pretty good indicator that if you've got some motivation, you're ready to do the work, this is a this is a straight up legit opportunity. And uh I love it. What's your projections? You know, we're right now we're kind of in the middle of summer, June, and uh as we record this, but are you thinking about Q4? What are your plans? What are your projections? Like, what do you think you're going to do? What's your goal, maybe, to ask it differently for this coming uh, busy shopping season, the last three months of the year? You starting to get ready for that? Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm planning on going to the CES, so I, I want to take a look at your toys, so at your Dynasty toys. Oh, that's cool. Are you? Yeah. Awesome. Okay, <laughs> I, I guess I didn't realize you were planning on coming. Well, that's great. Is it just you, or are you bringing uh, Flaudia, bringing your wife and kids? Um, no, just me, because... Um, yeah, the, the kids have school. They, we start at August sure. here. I gotcha. I offered her, but she said it's going to be tough because my kids also, they have, um, a lot of appointments, you know? Sure. No, that makes total sense, man. I, I understand. Divide and conquer. You got a lot of life, but I'm so glad. So glad you're coming to the event. Yeah. It, it'd be cool. Maybe next time, you know, but, uh, but like I said, life has seasons, and you guys are in a season right now where it's tough to just kind of pick up and rock and uh, go anywhere. So I, I totally get that, man. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So you, you cool. You mentioned Dynasty Toys. I just got off a long call today, locking that whole thing down. I think you're going to be pretty excited about what we're what we're building here. Um, just for the, the people listening, for your sake, if you don't know what we're talking about, you can go to silentsalesmachine.com slash dynasty, D-O-I-N-A-S-T-Y, and see it's, it's the hottest... I think it's going to be the hottest toy brand on Amazon this Q4, but we're offering our community the opportunity to wholesale the product with us. And since you're familiar with the wholesale model, dude, you can compare this to your other options. I'm excited to see what you think when you see it. It's some pretty cool stuff um, that we're going to be doing because we've got all the viral videos backing this up. It's going to be super hot this Q4 and we're, we're limiting the production. So our goal is to completely sell out and drive this price crazy. That's our goal. But, no, I'm anxious because I I actually um I just opened a UK account also, so I'm trying uh, to double down on the things that are working and see what works over there. Cool. And and toys is always a good item to yeah. source for Q4. So yeah, we're we're making quite a we're establishing quite a presence there as well. If if you've checked, I mean, it's we're starting to pop up as there in the in the top toys too. So yeah, it's going to be a great Q4 all the way around. It sounds like man. Well, that's cool. I didn't realize you were coming to CES. Look forward to meeting you. Uh, and, and let me just mention for the sake of the listeners as well right now, people listening, if you're listening to this before mid-August 2018, you can still probably grab general admission tickets. We've got a handful left. They may be sold out, but you could go to the website and check. 
The website is cesnd2018.com. We'll stick it in the show notes at silentgym.com slash podcast so you can get the links to all this stuff. But cesindy2018.com, that's where you go for information. And uh, so come, if you do come, uh, say hey to Bernardo, who's going to be there, man. Looking forward to to shaking your hand and thanking you for being on the show, buddy. Totally. Looking forward to meet everybody there. Hey, anything else you want to talk about? Any other encouragement for the listeners? I know you said, uh, you told me earlier that you do listen to the podcast and, um, you know, so there's, there's a good number of people that will be hearing this. Any, any points of encouragement or words of wisdom or anything you want to share as we wrap up? No pressure at all, man, but, uh, just giving you a chance to take the microphone one last time here. And if there's anything that's on your mind. I think the, the key here is to test things. Like for me, you can see all the strategies and some are going to work, some are not going to work for you. So you, you got to test everything and, and see what works for you. Unless you test it, you're, you're not going to be sure that it works for you. So the more you test, the more things you're going to get track of. And that may sound like common sense to some, in, as you presented it even, uh, Bernardo. You're like, yeah, it, it makes sense. Test, yeah. But you know what? There's another school of thought out there when it comes to business. And it's a very dangerous path. And it goes more like, get yourself passionate and excited about a product, plan it, collect some funds, pour your heart, blood, sweat, and tears into it, get investors, build it up really big. And then, oh, by the way, at some point after you've spent all this time, money, energy, drove your spouse nuts, taking all this risk, then you start marketing this thing. You know, that's the way business is taught, unfortunately. And the vast majority of universities around the world. Like that's what business is. It's blood, sweat, tears, risk, money. And then finally, maybe someday, if you market it right, you might start making some of that money back. No, what you just said is beautiful in its simplicity, Bernardo. Test, test a really small, low risk. Like when you go to a wholesaler, what's the minimum order you like to place for that first round of product? Uh, the first time I, I just, uh, for each item, I just picked two. Two. Um, I love it. Two. Right? That's it. I mean, why not? And, and you see and what I happens. I started seeing which ones were selling faster, so I ordered more of those, and and there you go, uh, hopping. And, and now um, I don't have enough money to invest on, on what I could, so I have to take it easier. So, yes, uh, opportunities come, and, and you got to find uh, what works. Like last, I like the strategies you just presented on the group uh, for the proven audience formula. I just uh, tested the first one that you put in, and and it worked for one of my private label products. So, so now I have the confidence that I can rank for any keyword that I want for any private label. Ha! I love it, dude. So you applied the proven audience formula course has only been out a short time, so there's still people kind of getting used to it. But provenaudienceformula.com. There's a book under that same name, proven audience formula, on Amazon. But I didn't even realize, Bernardo, you've jumped into that. So you're ranking for an awesome keyword and it's helping your sales by using a proven audience formula strategy right now. That's cool. I love it. Yeah, totally. I, I even posted the graph. Like I just did like a small, in, in one of our uh, very competitive keywords of that ex, of that same uh, product that I took at first, which was my first private level product that I still have some units around. And I couldn't rank on the top page for that keyword in just like seven or eight days of that uh, strategy. And, and I was on the first page. So it works. Dude, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's a lot of what we've been doing in a very intentional way for several months now. And it's just too good not to share with everybody. It's one of these ideas that's so expansive 
that we just started sharing it. And, and we're, we have clients we're working with now. We're helping them get their products ranked and we're selling a ton of our own stuff. Uh, and again, you know, I, I'm kind of planning on, I would love to see it happen. I think we have a great shot at having the hottest toy of the Christmas shopping season in 2018. We've got a real good shot at it, man. I don't know how we can be beat actually with what we've got lined up. The quality of the toy, the quality of the team behind it, the community that's, you know, guys like you, Bernardo, that are going to jump in and, and help our already viral videos go viral. And then this huge customer database that we've been growing that are just waiting. Yeah, that, that's that's the key. I that's think that with, yep. there, uh, if you if you were number one and number two, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, imagine with the traffic that you can find in Q4. We can pull a lever. I mean, we didn't accidentally wake up one day and find ourselves at number one and say, what happened? You know, we've been on good morning America shows and we'll get some surprise publicity sometimes. And that does a little bit, but when we pull the lever of our proven audience formula machine, as you've experienced, I mean, you're, you're firsthand, you've, you've seen the power of this thing. You pull it in a big way. We can pop this stuff into the top of the charts, man. Uh, so it's going to be, it's going to be pretty exciting stuff, but no. And the, the cool thing is that once you test a strategy, it works, you double down on it and you have the confidence that it's going to work for other for other projects that you have, so. Exactly, it just builds. Definitely, yeah, it's definitely testing and, and see what works for you and repeat. Bernardo, you are a brilliant businessman and from the short time I've got to hang out with you today, an awesome husband and father and kudos to you for pulling your family through these past several months, man. I mean, it's that takes the heart of a warrior, it takes the heart of a champion to not give in to provide, to protect. I mean, I'm sure there were times when you guys were not only fearful for like, where's the fresh water going to come from? Where's the food going to come from? But even like people get a little nutty when they're in that scenario, right? Like these neighbors you see every day as people on the street, like some of them are going to get kind of desperate. What does that mean for, yeah, the, um, right, for the safety of my family? You navigated some really rough stuff, man. I'm just saying kudos, but yeah, I mean, feel free to fill me in a little bit if you'd like on that angle. But I'm just saying congratulations, dude. Proud of you. No, it's uh, the least thing I can do. You know that we do anything for our family. Exactly. And, and we're always going to fight for, for them. The, that's the least we can do. But yeah, I, I could tell you some stories that can't freak anybody out. Like the first couple of weeks that we have water, everybody's nice, everybody's cheering. And then when uh, a couple of more weeks pass, you start seeing people that are um, not sharing where the water is, like, People get scared. It's it's kind of crazy. Like you see a little bit of that. Yeah. Well, I I mean, we experienced a very minor version of that being uh, trying to get out of Florida as Hurricane Irma was coming in just about a month, well, about three weeks before our big event last year, CES. And, you know, traffic was crawling at five miles an hour all the way out of the state of Florida, back to back, bumper to bumper. I drove for 16 hours. There are people pulled over, couldn't find gas. And here I am with some gas cans tied to the back of my van. And I was getting some people looking at me in weird ways. I can't imagine living in that for, <laughs> for months in that state of... No, it, it get kind of crazy. Like the, the most that you see is good things, like good, right. good faith, um, people helping each other. Yes, of All course. All of my neighbors that I didn't even knew, um, I, we got to meet them, their kids, like it's a new sense of community. Like oh, that's the good thing that you get from beautiful, from, from bad uh, things happening. Like there's always some good out of it, but, well, yeah, you have to survive it. You have to pass through hell for a little while. 
Yeah. Well, congratulations to you and your family. It sounds like it's made you stronger. It's made you closer. You're on the other side of it. So I'm sure there's this sense of gratitude that just kind of shines through the way you're presenting all of this. I can just see it on you, man, virtually. But man, seriously, can't wait to shake your hand here uh, in, not too long from now in Indianapolis at CES. And please do come up and say, hey, let's chat, buddy. But thanks for being a guest on the the podcast today. But I think I'm going to wrap it up here, man. And, Definitely. And, uh, yeah, pleasure having you, dude. It was a pleasure talking to you. And, and thanks for putting out this community that that's been impacting so many people in, in the right way. And the way that you do it is the, what, what I most appreciate. Like you're very upfront with everything. Nothing is like a surprise or scarcity or based. Everything is laid out. And, and like you say, we're always, you're always going to be there. Like when you go to other places and you don't find what you're looking for, you got, we're going to be here. Yeah. Waiting for you. <laughs> Man, I couldn't say it any better myself, dude. I, I, I'd love to just end the show right there and, and thank the other business building warriors in our community who are faithfully listening to the show, spreading the word. You know, we're here for you. You know, we love you. We're praying for you. And man, God bless Puerto Rico as it continues to recover. And thank you for sticking it out and being a part of bringing back Puerto Rico from just that devastating hurricane. It's, you know, we're still under less than a year ago that this all went down. Uh, you're there rebuilding. You're profitable businessmen and women needed, right? I mean, that's the, that's the foundation of the, of the culture, strong families, strong businesses. So kudos to you for providing both of those and, and God bless your efforts there. But the others listening today, man, I hope you enjoyed this journey as much as I did. And, uh, this was an education for me today, Bernardo. So say thank you to your wife, Claudia, for us. If you would, she took the two kids on a walk or took them out, right? So you'd have some, she'd have some quiet on the microphone. (laughs) Hey, next time, don't worry about that, man. We take kids barking dogs you know, dogs in the background, kids bark or whatever. Kids That's don't bark. Kids, you, you yeah. Haven't, you haven't met my kids. <laughs> oh, well, no, you haven't met my kids, dude. Four boys and a girl. <laughs> they can light it up fast. But uh, all right. Hey, listener, thanks for hanging out with Bernardo and I. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, Bernardo. And listeners, head over to Silent. Thanks for having me, Jim. Take care. Thank you, buddy. Talk to you soon. And listeners, silentgym.com slash podcast for all today's show notes. Thank you so much for listening and hanging out with us today. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.